0: Yeah, you are now tuned in To Frankie and the 4 F's F's. Come on The only podcast giving you the latest news
1: On famous people fighting females And fear
0: is Frankie and the 4 F's Frankie and the 4 F's Frankie and the 4 F's You're never gonna forget Yo, yo. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 9 coming up close to that episode 10. One more episode away before we start video recording this bad boy. I really hope you guys enjoyed episode 8. Uh, Mike DeMarco, uh, my chiropractor, we got real in-depth. Um, if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you tune into that. I got a lot of positive feedback uh, from a lot of people. I actually got a couple of books that people texted me uh, on... How they related to it and how the shit that we're talking about on this podcast is some of the things that they want to talk about, but they're too afraid to speak about it, which is super, super cool. And that's the feedback that I want. And don't be afraid to text me, call me, DM me, email me, whatever it might be to let me know what you're feeling. Trust me, it's all kept (laughs) private. I'm not going to shout you guys out on here and tell you what I'm getting, whether it's positive or negative feedback. Please, I would love some negative feedback because... I grow from that. I want to know the stuff that you guys hate hearing or listening about or even if you think I'm a prick on here, it's cool. Like I want to hear that shit. So thank you so much. That one's growing and each and every podcast grows more and more each day. So thank you so much for the support. Today's a little special day because everyone knows out there that I am an entertainer, a full-time entertainer, a full-time MC, DJ each and every weekend, sometimes three, four, five times a weekend. But Today on the show, we have one of the gurus, one of the OGs, uh, a guy I like to call a friend, uh, a mentor in the industry. He's got one of the hottest uh, companies out in the in the world today. He's known globally, I would say. Also has his own podcast and is always super, super creative and is an... Idol, i would say in the industry uh, and has been around a very long time has met some amazing people have done some incredible events so today's going to be an entertaining fun real life shit with my man ladies and gentlemen give it up for jason jenai i want to like
1: play the air horn right now like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> no i don't even like the air horn but i would do We it could it right put it there. in and there I was like the build up on that It was like perfect bro so <laughs> pumped to be able to sit with you for a little yeah man yeah put the mic a little closer i'm a fan i'm a fan of the podcast and i love the podcast world so to spend some time to kick it with you is one in honor my for myself but i appreciate the opportunity to be able to be on this with you i just want to come back when you're doing the video shit later on because i think i kind of feel a little neglected this is like just the audio form but it is we'll what set, it is, we'll bro. Set, we'll set it up. We, we got
0: to start somewhere, we, you know we, what I mean? We,
1: we, we roll with the punches, right? We got to start
0: somewhere. <laughs> we got to start somewhere. Isn't that crazy? Like now that we're recording podcasts, like that's the new wave, you know? Like people aren't... I feel like people read books now, but I feel like a lot of people listen to podcasts to learn about life and go in that direction. It's funny because like
1: I feel like as a someone in the DJ world, right, like you would... You would think that an entertainer, someone in entertainment, would constantly be striving to, like, search out the best, like, music podcast. Mm -hmm. But I think spoken word is, like, and spoken podcasts are the shit because you're listening to other people's perspective. It's like you're reading a book, but you can do other things at the same time. i And, like, I guess I like to read, but it's boring, bro. I can, like... You know, well, the way you drive, well, whatever. It's really know?
0: accessibility too and, and convenience because I mean, listen, you go grab a book. That's great, and everybody likes like my mother's an old school like book reader. She loves the touch, the feel, turn the pages. Like I bought her Kindles, iPad. She hates it all. She wants the book, mm-hmm. but the process of sitting down, having a coffee or a tea, and reading this book and cutting out. A number amount, you know, forty minutes, an hour, however long. You, yeah. you people don't have that nowadays, feels, especially where we live. It you know, it's like it's
1: 1980 you You're talking nineteen eighty-three terms. Yeah, right. It, right? Like it, it's, it's, it's like yo, in that time, I could listen. I rather it's easier to listen to someone rip than it is to read line by line. And I know reading is good for the mind and all that good stuff and perspective, blah, blah, blah. But like talk and like listening to someone talk and listen to people go back and forth and, and vent and share perspectives. I think that's insanely enlightening yeah. in a lot of different ways. So. Well, it's real life
0: shit, it's, you know? And and a lot of the feedback that I was telling you before is like people are relating to this because it's shit. We talk about shit on here and there's other podcasts, obviously bigger and, mm-hmm. you know, way more in depth and whatnot. But I talk about shit that people want to talk about that they're too afraid to talk about or don't have the the platform to say it or ask about it, you know? And I think that's where the podcast world is going and growing and why it's growing so fast. Yeah. You know, guys like Joe Rogan and, you know What a podcast he has.
1: I mean, he's brilliant in a lot of different ways, but like, what an awesome platform. That's now like, this is not like Yo, all right, this is just UFC fans or comedy fans. Like, he's got everyone yeah, listening yeah, to that yeah. podcast. Scientists. But he used a platform to kind of build something. And that's right. the power of this world right here, right? So, like, like I can tell you from my podcast, like, like, looking at the analytics, which the platforms today allow you the opportunity to really get granular on who's consuming the content, where they are, how long they're on, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, like, touching people on the other side of the planet mm-hmm. is insane to me. People that don't even sometimes relate to the world that we live in here in the Northeast, it's like they're listening just because, like, they're picking up little gems for their that can be applied to right. the world and stuff like that, which is... It's insane.
0: It's great, man. And I I love this. And I love every time I record, it's like now, like the next couple of weeks, I'm I'm recording back to back to back, trying to knock out like my next two months Yep. so I can slow down, stop, and then get my creative mind again and see what direction I want to go in, especially now I'm going to do video and stuff. But I mean, this is just more of the entertainment world that I think. I enjoy, you know, like I love being on a mic, I love entertaining, I love talking, you know, but I love talking about shit that means something.
1: And that's not the same for everyone, right? Like you think about that, like one thing that I think, you know, someone that performs in front of people in the in the event industry regularly, right, you earn this skill that, and, and being able to like, carry a conversation or create a conversation, and like to be charismatic at the same time, Yo, that's dope stuff that, like, not everyone can easily do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. like, bro, you're a fighter. You're a you're a lover. You go to the gym. You got this. You got that. Right. And you got a lot of different things to your life going on. You know what I right, mean? And, right. like,
0: it's cool. It's cool. I just feel like I sat down with this dude yesterday. His name's uh, John Piazza. He owns mm-hmm. New York Sports Science out okay. in, in Staten Island, bro. This guy... I, and I sat down with him to go check out his sports lab, and we had a meeting with the New York Staten Island uh, Yankees yesterday, mm-hmm. trying to do fights out there. Whatever. Long story short, I ended up sitting in this guy's office for like two hours, three hours, having this. That's why I couldn't, I couldn't make yesterday. We were supposed to do this podcast yesterday, and I couldn't make it. I was mm-hmm. stuck with him. But it was the craziest thing. Like I believe in law of attraction and meeting good people and real people and people that are genuine regardless of their stature or regardless of how much money they have, regardless who they are and how they carry themselves, but real genuine people. Mm-hmm. And this dude, literally I could sit there and listen to him all day long. Is that right? He yeah. was talking about, he's like, dude, I was a millionaire at 27. And he's like, that was cool. I wasn't ready for it, but it was cool. You know? And mm-hmm. learning from that dude yesterday was the craziest thing. And the conversation, like I want to have him on the podcast. I'm like, dude, everything you talk about, like, I'm all relates, about. Yeah. I'm all about it. Like I was finishing his sentences because he's like, "Oh, you know about this shit." I'm like, "Dude, I am so with you right now. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe it." Yeah. And that's the shit that I want to learn from people <clears> and bring that here to where everyone can learn. You know. And this is all new. And mind you, you know, I'm just about to hit twenty thousand play, uh, two thousand plays mm-hmm. on, on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. There's two thousand people that heard this shit that I probably would have never been able to talk to in person. You Every know? play is something good, man. And sometimes it's not like
1: you don't even have to like break boundaries and introduce new concepts It's sometimes like listening to a podcast and listening to someone speak about something and it's like a friendly reminder mm-hmm. right it's like having that conversation like oh shit I haven't done that in a while like I should do that oh right, my god right Frankie said it's okay whatever right. like it like you know it's like when you share insight and perspective like man it's like it hits different people at different times in different ways right because everyone's at different points in life and and i love the fact with this podcast let me guess you up for a second like i love the fact that it's not just like the fighting world it's not just mixed martial arts it's not just um entertainment you're kind of talking about a lot of different things right for the lot of different people. So you're going to attract a lot of different kind of like minds and everyone's going to take from it in different ways. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, good. And, and that's why I think I chose those four subjects. And yeah. I think those four subjects are the best description, a uh, description of myself. Yeah. You know, I fight, you know, I love girls. You yeah. know what I mean? I definitely deal with depression and a lot of fear. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm always on that stature of dealing with famous people or trying to be famous or whatever it might be. But those four things intertwine together in different atmospheres, and different careers, in different ways. You know, fighting doesn't always have to be physical. And I, I've said that before on here. It's a lot more mental sometimes, you know what I mean? And same with fear. And it really generalizes to a lot of different aspects of life. As us as an entertainer, you know, we're fighting each crowd sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. if the music's not working or we're fearful to play a certain track at, because at, we don't at a certain go level,
1: over. right? Like someone would look at this and be like, how the fuck could someone that fights professionally be an entertainer? Right. But there are so many parallels and similar mm-hmm. similarities in this world. Like I attribute a lot of my own personal like accomplishments but I was a uh, a high school wrestler. I was supposed to go to college and wrestle. But I my mindset, it's not fighting. It's not mar- but it's the same thing, right? You're it's you versus someone else. Mm-hmm. You have it's there's no blaming other people. You have full accountability for either win or lose or mistake or whatever. Mm-hmm. You either are the one taken advantage of, or you take advantage. Right? It's like opportunities, right? And there are so many parallels with entertainment and fighting it's almost disgusting right talk about fear talk about like um depression right like Mm -hmm. in the entertainment world there's a lot of people that deal with that as and you would never realize that or think about it whether it's depression anxiety they kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah absolutely i mean pressure right and like you know having it all losing it all ups and downs Mm -hmm. you know like i i I can go on and on about like sitting on top of the mountain and, and like literally swimming in the sewers, you know, of like just shit, you know? Well, you you think about it,
0: think about it. I mean, as a fighter and an entertainer, I'm entertaining on both sides. You know, as a fighter, people are paying a ticket to come, not just watch me fight, but watch 20 other dudes fight. Mm -hmm. So I'm entertaining regardless, even though to me it's a fight and it's me or him, you know, at that specific moment. But Sometimes I look at fighting in in a way more broad and bigger picture. I'm like, man, like I'm almost like a fucking circus act here. You well, know what if, I'm saying? If you look at like look at like
1: where the UFC has come since like that Forrest Griffin, that initial mm-hmm. fight, right? Like I remember that night I went out with Andrea was one of our first dates. and I was oh, like really? in my townhouse, and she came over and I was like, I can't go. I have to watch this fight. And like that dude was broken up. Like that Steve Bo- was Steve, Steve Bonner? Bonner, yeah. Yeah. Bonner. Yeah. Stephen Bonner. Stephen Bonner right there broken up. And like, literally this is someone that would eventually become my wife w- was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like you're not leaving the house cause you're watching this. Yeah, and the dude is like, blah. And that was just like the whole world woke up from that moment. Isn't it crazy? But look at the pageant pageantry and, and the, and the, and the, I guess, where it's gone from a technical level, where it's gone from a a coverage, an influence perspective. Look at the the sponsors that are involved now. Mm -hmm. Look at where, how many people pack these arenas now. We're like, then you had a crowd of, you know, under 10,000 and it was like a good fight. Now it's like you're stuffing where whoever you can fit and the the bars outside are stuffed and right right you know people are running to the after part like it's it's a different world now it's you know what i mean
0: especially now they're on espn i mean they're just growing it's, and growing and growing i mean i feel like now yes you know to grow and and to be on the top of the level in the ufc and and to be up there it's more show than go nowadays and it is what it is it's what's paying the bills is what's key i mean it's like reality tv yep. it's bullshit tv but people are going to watch it cuz it's captivating you know what i mean and the music industry and marketing music, right? right it's not it's, always
1: the best person that could sing it's the marketing plan the timing the strategic right. play it's like you know it's 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 what and it's not in terms of like ability but it's how like professional wrestling was in the 80s right. and 90s right? right it became like the thing it required it captured everyone's attention whether they knew it was real they didn't like it didn't matter it was mm-hmm. about it was an event and it was a it was a show and it was like there's stuff afterwards and it's 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 crazy it's 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 crazy to see where it's gone but it's the result of like the world today right and right. like what people are into and all that stuff i
0: feel very fortunate having that in my back pocket sometimes even though i definitely don't talk about it as much as i probably should people are like bro you're always not cuz i don't want to be known as like the fighter you know what i mean mm-hmm. because in a room full of people especially men, you know, and, yeah. and women, but mostly men. If you tell somebody you're a fighter, it's it's going two ways. Either the dude feels threatened, you know, or he's gonna try to relate himself to you to, to be cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because you he thinks you're you're gonna look at him like lower than him. And that's not who I am, bro. I can mm-hmm. have a conversation to anybody about anything. What do you do for a little? You sell life insurance? Oh, cool. And I'll come up with 50 questions about life insurance. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We could talk about that. But yeah. like when fighting comes into, into play, I just hate having a conversation about it. You know what I mean? It's just, I love it. It's my passion. I do it. But i'm also happy to have that in my back pocket one for confidence but two like when i do parties on the weekend man there is nothing that anyone could say or do to like scare me or intimidate me to say what i want to do say and do what i want to do you know what i mean yeah and that's where that that whole fighting and fear aspect flip because when i used to grab a mic i used to fucking be shaken yeah you know i used to like swallow i used to figure out any excuse not to say anything you know what i mean yeah. and with fighting as i've grown to just it's another day in the office step in the cage go fucking beat somebody's ass or lose whatever it might be mm-hmm. i'm out all right it's time to grab the mic it's time you to learned, do another wedding and move on it's, that's you it know, you know yeah,
1: yeah yeah so do you remember your first event that you did as a dj do you remember what that yeah, was? It was fucking terrible what, it was, where, was, it, what, what it was, was it thank
0: god it was a family family yeah. <laughs> i'll tell you Family event. Okay. All right. It yep. was uh, a family friends event. Sweet 16. Mm. Okay. I'm still friends with this girl to this day. It's funny. So I just, actually, I worked with Jordan, I oh. think. Uh, oh, God. Shout yeah. out to Jordan. Yeah, What's yeah, up, yeah. Jordan? Shout out to Jordan. <laughs> I sh- I started working for Jordan maybe uh, less than a year uh-huh. when I did this Sweet 16. And it was me and my boy, VJ, who I'm still best yeah, friends yeah. with now, you know? He's a good dude. Shout out, VJ. He's and, a good dude. We go into the sweet sixteen. We we were supposed to. Jordan's supposed to hook us up with like lights and speakers because that's how like new we were, and something ends up falling through. We end up getting speakers from somewhere else. No <laughs> lights. Mom was pissed, right? So I was like, "Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out." They had you know those those four uh, uh, wash lights that they put the gels in at firehouses that there's like four on the dance floor so i was like we're gonna deal we're gonna make that shit work and i'm sitting there i was like okay (sighs) we go to do introductions and none of the girls are listening to me i said perfect we're gonna we're we're gonna do this this is awesome i I line them up we're good I go to VJ. Yo, you ready? He goes, I hope you know what you're doing, bro. I'll never forget that. I was good until he said that to me. I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. He's like, I hope you know what you're doing, bro. Oh, man. I went back <laughs> to make sure the girls are ready to go. Bro, they start walking out on their own. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, your Sweet 16, girl. Here it is. And that's what it was, bro. And I mean, the party was good. They yeah. danced. Whole party left an hour before the event. you know. And the whole night, I'm sitting in the back vj zj and everybody's dancing having a good and i'm sitting in the back hitting these switches bro red light green light blue light bro and just no light color is changing but i'm just fucking turning them on and off and just trying to make it happen (laughs) bro and when i look back at it now i'm i mean i like vj and i always like when we do parties together we look back we're like damn bro like look where we fucking came from you know like from Five o'clock in the morning nights in Staten Island. We used to, de- I mean, my first bar gig was with VJ. We did Burrito Bar in Staten Island, bro. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Brianna used to come. Like we yeah. used to bring all of Jersey to our underage parties because we were able to throw these parties for our underage kids, have them drink, and yeah. we had it set up so well with security and the owners that, bro, we used to make stupid money out there. And to now, to where, you know, we do these amazing events for. Um, incredible people all over not mm-hmm. just the state but the country you know yeah. uh, it's it's unbelievable to see where it stems from so yeah, I love what I do for a living and I, I say that all the time you know it gets crazy and we get chaotic especially you you know what I mean yeah. you're all over the place because I don't know how the I don't know how I balance, but I definitely don't know how you balance, bro. Because you have a wife and kids. I don't have shit. I have two fucking dogs. You know what I mean? I don't have an
1: off button. Yeah, I really don't have an off button. That's why, like, sometimes, like, I go dark, where like I don't respond to text. Like, that's just because, like, we're in it. You know what I mean? I mean, you came in here before. That's like my whole like. Every day is like, from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep. There's a text coming in. There's someone trying to get like. There's something going on, and we at SCE we do a lot of work so like there's it's not just me but like I do over 200 events a year you right. know like that's my my personal calendar my company does almost 2,000 events a year you know and we're right. like all over the place so it's tough I mean and then you know we work with some people that are that are you know uh, more, I guess, pop culture relevant, right? Or people that are known from radio or television, and things get a little bit more complex with them mm-hmm. because the rules and the things are ever changing, and like, right. it's not like a fixed plan, like a like a typical mobile style event, like a wedding, right? right like right. you're dealing with things that are like, we need you here, we need you there, we need you this, we don't, oh no, don't do that, no, do this, no, don't like, it's just like you're dealing with like crisis management, right. like all the time.
0: How long have you been in the industry? Um, I started when
1: I was. Um, So I started, I was, I became fascinated with, um, the entertainment space because in high school I was a a wrestler. I I spent a lot of time and grew up in Howell and and wrestling's always been like a thing in Howell and I was supposed to go away to school and I kind of like wrestled all year. I wrestled Mm -hmm. like in season, out of season, freestyle, went to nationals, like all this crazy stuff. I always like trained and spent a lot of time in the gym and, um when i graduated we i was going with one of the coaches now of the high school team we're going as a package and uh i went out with a bunch of my friends and we went to like Hunkabunka and and (laughs) and and, and old bridge you know say whatever the fuck it was and i became fascinated almost like immediately with the ability of the dj being able to like control the room with music right and now, like, some of those people that were involved in that party work here at this company, which is even more mind-fucking. That's but, crazy. Like, it's crazy. But, like, it took one night. And then, like, for the first time in my life, I, I trained really hard, like, all through school. But after um, I got the flu the end of my senior year, and um, I had, like, a, you know, whatever. No, no excuses. I, I had a 104-plus a temperature. I was completely, like, beat up. And I was worn down, and um, I lost in Regions, and then I rushed my way back, but I couldn't get through Regions to States, and I kind of went through like a depression thing. All right. I was like devastated. For the first time in my life, I was like, someone pulled like the carpet out from underneath me. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember like sitting in the locker room, like literally crying, just like in my singlet with my sweatshirt, like just on the floor, puddle of tears, you know? And I, it like fucked my mind up. And then um, my friends all went out, you know, like they were going out to these teen clubs and this and that and I never really went out like that. So I went out and it was like the ability to go out and meet girls and have fun and like just be in a place with like so many other people like my age, like mm-hmm. outside of my school, it was just, it, it took me on a ride and then from that it was like, oh, we're going out now here and here and I just went like whatever and I remember literally by the time we got to like halfway through summer, I was like, I can't go. I was supposed to go to college for wrestling. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I, th- I think I want to do like this music thing. And I totally like that d- devastated my parents at the time. They were yeah. like, What are you doing? What are you-, ah! you know, and whatever. It slowly, it's, it, it just slowly started to build. You know what I mean? But like, I don't remember exactly the moment it was. I just know that first night, I remember just sitting in there being like looking at the room, just seeing like something totally different than like what I was accustomed to. And I got bit by the bug really quick. I ended up, I had a group of people that always would come out with with me and and, and my little circle of friends, which I still know to this day. And uh, we ended up, we used to go to New York quite a bit. And uh, it's crazy to say this, but like I became friends with one of the DJs there. And to this day I still don't know why he took me under his wing the way he did cuz I was just like he's like yo you, you guys are like man cool thanks for always coming out like if there's anything I could ever do for you is there anything I could ever do for you and boom. I was like boom man I would love to just know I don't need to know how to be a DJ I just would love to like understand a little bit of like how you're doing that All right and I went to this dude's building in New York and he lived next to, like, Mighty D from the Beastie Boys' mom. And, like, just got to see the Beastie Boys. Like, crazy stuff. And I was just, like, one day up there. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to buy turntables. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And then it just started for me. It was like, boom.
0: So what was your first gig? Are. So what was your first gig? That's pretty you know, wild. I, I spent a
1: lot of time working in the nightlife world before I ever got to the mobile space. Mm. The mobile space for me was always, like, taboo. Like, you don't do it. Um when when i was going through college i needed money and i wasn't sure really what to do i was getting like opportunities opening up for like people like the guy mark who who extended the olive branch to me and that was like in the city so i wasn't really like into it but um i became friends with someone else that knew of this guy who had a mobile company and I was like, "All right, let me go try." I remember I got my first paycheck. I think it was it was either sixty seven dollars or seventy six dollars. <laughs> I remember getting the check, being like, "All right, it is what it is." Like I'm gonna use this to like grow. And I remember it, then it became like ninety four dollars, and it was like ninety six dollars, and like this is in a day where like weddings were like six ninety five. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, and I worked for this dude, and I went through his little training program, and I trained in his house. And I did it for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a six-month period, and I just hated it. Like, I hated everything about the dude. I hated everything about it. (laughs) Like, it just nothing. dude was, like, a gambling, like, alcoholic, drug dude. And, like, he was a good man, but he was just fucked up, you know? And I kind of got into it. Then I just remember, like, yo, I met this girl, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this anymore when I could just, like, go and play in clubs or bars, and I'm making, like, three times the money, and it's funner, right? Mm-hmm. I could meet people and I had a girlfriend at the time. I'm like, this is just, I can't do all this stuff. Let me just do this. I remember I came back from, I was in Hoboken. Uh, I was playing one of the places up North. I drove up to my parents' house and it was like quarter to six in the morning. Now I had, I worked in corporate America at that time cause I was going through college and, and I was like doing a day job thing. And I remember I was like, I had to go in shower then make my way to my job. And I'm like strolling in dirty stay out style And this dude rips around the corner and parks his car right in front of mine. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Like at my parents, like he was waiting for me overnight, like And he's like, so are you going to finish your jobs with me? And I was just like, I don't think I can finish anything with you anymore, bro. Like you're, (laughs) this is, it's like six o'clock in the morning. So like I had a bad taste in the mobile world, but like talk about like situations. Like I spent a lot of time working in different places, created a little following. And then like, you know, that opportunity represented itself to me not through that guy, but through someone that used to go out all the time to, to the places that we worked or, or I worked. And um, long story short, that one event like led to another event, led to another, and then like words started kind of like to spread. They're like, oh, you could do this. Like, would you be open to this? And like, the money was very different, you know. Right, so right, I was right. like, oh, I don't really know. I don't have the gear. I don't have this. I don't have that. So I started slowly buying this stuff. Like, oh, well, maybe this will be something I can do after I'm done with the club stuff. You know what I mean? Well, here I am, like, I don't know, almost 20 years later. And it's like, I'm still fucking with the clubs. I'm still doing this stuff. But now, like, the private parties are a little bit different. You know what I mean? Because the wedding... um, Primarily do weddings and adult attended events. I used to say adult events. it doesn't sound good. Um, But weddings, like over the years have been really fortunate to create a culture that inspires the people to think bigger than like what they're traditionally after. That's like my whole thing, right? How do we inspire people to dream bigger and not to settle for anything just because like every one of your friends has had a wedding that's been like, whatever. I don't want people to do that. I Mm -hmm. want them to have a wedding. That's going to be their wedding. That's going to be super dope. That fits within their budget, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. right? Wherever it is. And how do we get people to like, have more of like a modern contemporary experience that embraces like tradition and elegance, but like leans more towards like a night out experience as opposed to like that thing where everyone's traditional, leaving. Or, like, yeah, yeah like, you okay, do this. You have to play this song, Close right? It's a wedding. Like, right. I've never been that guy, you know?
0: So where do you think you, you, your creative, you know, niche comes from because bro, you, you know, you have your podcast, you have your, you know, your mixed cloud or you're, you're making mixes, you're in the clubs. uh, You're being a creative production guy as well, building racks and building all kinds of furniture. And, you know, obviously you're on social media as well, being creative you know, you have this creative aura around you with every single thing that you do. And it's not even being creative. It's being trendy. It's being real. It's being, very i would say like 2.0 of of the industry you know where where do you think that stems from because that's something you you can learn it but you have to have like a niche for it too
1: yeah i i mean i don't know where it would come from i think um to be very like candid and like very transparent um like i come from a very humble background like growing up we didn't have a lot and like my father um had instilled in me like if you want something you need to work for it if you ever want something you can have whatever you want but you need to work for it and when i was wrestling my coach would always be the guy that like pushed me like through things that i never thought i could do and i could be we could run relay races and i would be the first one done he'd be like oh time everybody did it except for jenna i do it again you know mm-hmm. and i'd be like clearly ahead of everyone else and i was like a bigger dude like i wrestled like 170 which in like high school days, that's like in the upper kind of like tier of weight classes. But I was like a lean dude, you know, and and, and very in shape, but like it messed with my mind. And, you know, to this day, I think one of the things that I struggle with as a human is like everyone goes through bouts of like ups and downs emotions, right? Whether it's fear or anxiety. But one of the things that I like always struggle with is I am never satisfied. Like I can do something like DJ the Super Bowl. And and I did that this year. That's a one off event. One person a year. There's been fifty two people that have had that opportunity to be entertainers right. for, for a Super Bowl championship team. That's the pinnacle. And it's like still not enough for me. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. it's just like it doesn't matter what it is. Like today I got I was named uh, a brand ambassador for the not global, right? Education like uh, uh, not pro educator official like on their website. That's sick, huge! Bro. Congrats, right? that's companies awesome. like WeddingWire. That's the these are the who's who of our industry. Mm-hmm. WeddingWire has a party. I do their events. Not anyone else. There's nine thousand DJ companies with their universe of imp- people on there. They come to me to personally do their events. And like at the same time, like I load in all my gear. I play at the local spots. I do like whatever I can to like try to give back and stuff. But I think it's never enough for me you know like I do remixes they're on different websites some of the biggest DJs I know on the planet have played like my edits and I have like pictures and video of it and all that stuff and it's like well wow, like how can I make it better how can mm-hmm. I be different how can I make it more special and it's a gift and a curse you know cuz like no matter how well you've done like I feel like it's not a good enough you know right and that's like something I struggle with in life because like sometimes you need to stop and say like you know Smell the fucking roses, dude. Like, right, right, fuck right, out. right, Like, you know what I mean?
0: But I feel like that's how you grow, you know? that That's how you grow, and I feel like people that get stagnant, you know, get forgotten, you know what I mean? It's, it's the bottom line in any industry, whether you're a fighter, whether you're an entertainer, whether you're on Wall Street, whether you're a business owner, whether... You know, you always gotta keep mixing it up and and changing it up, but like with you, bro, like you go to each and every different outlet, you know what I mean? Like
1: I try to be a bulldozer. Like I try to literally not in like in terms of people, but I just try to like push my content out mm -hmm. there and make it have value, right? So like my podcast, like I'm like, Well, I wanna share my stories, I wanna share my relationships. I'm gonna put this on my podcast. I started it because I'm like, what if one day comes and I can't tell like my son? Th- my stories right because mm-hmm. m- we have three ch- three kids I have a, a daughter who's 12 I have a nine-year-old son who I'm who I'm incredibly close to and I have a two-year-old and like anything could happen at any t- time where you something could impact your situation your life your whatever I'm like who's gonna tell him how much of a crazy motherfucker his dad was mm-hmm. I'm like well so let me start recording like these things and sharing them and over the years I've been able to attract a following Mm. within the DJ culture or community I would say Um, because like I've always been very real and honest I don't like sugarcoat stuff like I try to be very like authentic and I also try to like if everyone's doing something one way like I've always tried to push to change it a little bit Mm. like for me one of the things I hate about our business is a lot of people like discount the talent and ability of people that are in the private event world they think it's like, oh, those are people that never could have made it or they weren't good enough for this. Or right, they weren't, right, right. Like, because everyone's been to a party that's been terrible and they've mm. been impacted in a negative way. So, like, the stereotypes are shitty. Mm. So, like, I put on my Instagram earlier today, at Jason Jenna, if you're not following me, follow me, what's up? Um, <laughs> uh, literally, I'm like, I've spent, like, 15 years plus of my life trying to, like, influence a, a stereotype, like... Associated with an industry that like doesn't have to always be so negative. Like, there's a lot of shit like everywhere, but like, just like every other thing, every other industry, other every other sport. Like, there's good and there's bad. You know, like I always want to be one of the best. You know, like when my when I finish doing this, like I want something to be there to be like that. Someone like my son could be proud of one day. You know what I mean? When when we talk about like complacency. I'm not a lazy person, and I'm also not someone that, like, I w- if I can control my own destiny, which I can, like, I will take it as far as it'll go. And, like, even if I can't touch the stars, I'm going to, like, keep trying to, until I either can't do it anymore or, you know, like, and then I could say, like, hey, maybe I missed this goal or I missed this thing. But at least I gave it everything I I've, I got. Mm-hmm. Or, earlier this year, we, I did the Super Bowl, right? So for the Eagles, I flew out on the team plane. I was... I wasn't nervous when I got the call. I I was actually like, I almost threw up when I got the call. But when we were like loading into the plane, you go to like the stadium, you go through secure, like TSA there, then you're bused and you go on like a private aircraft, like to their private side, you get on the bus, go right to the, the, the thing. I'm there with like players, families and wives and like people that work for the team. I was like sitting in the chair and I'm like, I brought Jeff Scott with me, shout out to Jeff Scott. He's like my right hand man here. And I'm I'm sitting in the chair. I'm like, my hands, I'm shaking. And I'm like, I'm a nervous dude because I'm like all high strung. But like, I'm literally like shaking, like visibly shaking. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, what the fuck though? Where'd the love go? (laughs) I'm like sitting there. I'm like, oh my God. And then I like literally started like breathing for a second. And I just thought, I'm like, yo, I didn't get here because I like half-assed my life. I'm like, I got here because I like have given it. Everything I have, like, for so many years, and, and, like, these opportunities opened up. And, like, when I started thinking about that, like, I just stopped. It, it just, like, calmed down for a second. Because there's nothing else I know. Like, I couldn't have done more. It's not like going to the gym where it's like, yo, I, I didn't flex enough. I didn't win this contest. Like, right. like, I did the work. There's not much more I could do All as right. a human because, like, I've tried to break my body and, and my mind. So things get easier. So, like, for me, once you get complacent, once you get comfortable, that's where, like, Failure usually happens. Look at fighting. When someone sits on top of the hill, it's like they don't maybe train as hard as, you know? Mm-hmm. And then someone just comes up out of nowhere and Boom. takes it out. You know what I mean? It's like you can draw the analogies to everyone, but there's people that chase people at the top. You know what I mean? And oftentimes it's not that they're too far behind them. It's the person at the top just kind of like lets it go. All right. And someone will take it from them. For me, like... I'm not done climbing my little mountain that I'm I'm on. I want to keep going a little bit further to see where it will actually take me and my my, my family. You know what I mean? That's fucking uh, sick, though, bro. It's like heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah, it's
0: real shit. You know, you think you've been 20 plus years in the game and look where it brought you. You know what I mean? And any of those years, you could have had a bad year and said, fuck it, I'm I'm going back to corporate America and I'm going to call it a day. But, you know, you, you, you fucking bit down, you got it done, you know? And I mean, going to DJ the Super Bowl, bro, that's fucking one of the most prestigious jobs you could have probably yeah. ever done in the world besides you know I don't know DJ for the president of the United States I don't you know what I'm saying that's yeah.
1: incredible it's it's crazy man I mean like you look at opportunity opportunities res- There, there's people say like oh that person's lucky it's like yeah there's there's always luck but like I feel like luck doesn't open up the door mm-hmm. it's like the work is what opens up the door yeah. the, the, the luck is what got the person to look at your Instagram The right. luck is that you held that person's attention for that long. Yeah, you know the luck what I of the mean? draw, like, you know. Right, but yeah. you know, there's
0: no luck of hard work. Yeah, bro. It's like hard you, work.
1: You, you work, things happen. It's it's a very easy thing. And I feel like the people that sometimes lose it or never achieve it is mm-hmm. because they don't get that fully. You know, there's always something else. Like when I look at this business, if I tried to recreate w- what is now known as the SCE Event Group and I go back to 2008, it would be impossible to redo this. At that time, like I wanted this to be successful more than I could drink water or breathe air. So I gave it every ounce of what I had. There was like almost four years where I didn't take pay and I lived off of savings and I lived I was creative with my money and I did some really interesting things to allow me the financial ability to continue. When like things got really hard and I'm like, yo, how am I gonna feed my kids and pay my mortgage this month? You right, know what I mean? Right, like right. like like real shit not like I'm living in mom and dad's basement and I don't I don't have enough money to go out to the movies or take my girl out it was like I have people that depend on me and like to be able to work and give my money to other people that are working and not take it for yourself that's like mentally you have to be tough, tough you know right? what i mean yeah absolutely but like i tell you what like doing this for so long just like anything any it's all about being consistent and i would say that it's all about doing it's all about being like a real human being authentic not fucking taking corner shortcuts and corners Mm -hmm. and and all that stuff and i feel like if you do the right thing and your heart's in the right place and you're not chasing the money you're chasing the more of the dream like things will happen to you like you're willing to do a lot a lot of things the toughness i learned when i was in high school the things that i had to go through allowed my mind to be right for that i've literally wrote my high school wrestling coach this long email after i left my job and i like had my first like major win at like financials in this business i wrote him like a literally like a two-page letter like thanking him for like being someone that like gave my mind the proper growth because people now don't i don't i feel like they don't have that ability you know what i mean Mm -hmm. maybe people that fight or or they wrestle or they do like gymnastics like the soul sports but a lot, we live in a culture today, everybody's like trophy, everything's like a pat on the shoulder, Everybody gets you know what I mean? participation trophy, bro. That's not like, you don't get that shit, mm-hmm. and I always, if I didn't get something, it made me that crazy, because like next time I wanted to be one right. of the guys that got that, so I mm-hmm. wanted it so much more, like if I just got it, like, because you're like, yo, all right, I got a trophy, like, right. next, you know right, what I mean, right, right, like, right. Fortnite, here I come, right. you know, like... <laughs> It's not the same way. Like, we didn't have that kind of stuff. It was like, bro, you know, you got to earn it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you got to go out and get it. I mean, and my dad grew, you know, raised us super old school. Like, Mm -hmm. bro, there was no allowances, you know. Like, you go get your money. I remember when I was a young kid, I lived next door to a gas station, bro. And I used to go there almost a couple, probably three, four nights a week. Because I used to play basketball outside. Everybody knew me as, like, the basketball kid. But I used to go next door as this, like, eight-year-old kid. And, mind you, I lived in North Jersey. So, it's a way different life over there than Mm -hmm. down here, you know. But you know. I used to go wash windows and pump gas for tips, you know? And wow. sometimes I'd come home for 20 bucks, 30 bucks. My dad figured I was making so much money as an eight-year-old kid. My dad thought I was stealing money from the fucking place. Crazy. And I used to take that money, go in, in at lunch, go to the dollar store and get these party packs of candy and sell handfuls or two handfuls worth of candy for dollars at wow. school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but like, that's what my dad, my dad, you know, didn't go to school, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was a high school dropout if he even went to high school, you know what I mean? But, he, you know, he was very successful and, you know, he fucking dragged himself through the sewers uh-huh. and, you know, I didn't have a dollar to his name, but figured out how to put food on the table, you know, and finally got his big break with his delivery company and turned a fucking bullshit delivery company with him and my mom and this gray fucking van into 40 plus staff into a multi-million dollar business you know building a house owning two apartment you know what i mean and he went from absolutely zero dog shit nothing yeah to a very successful humble man that you know didn't have an education you know and not for nothing times were very different back then yeah you know what i mean but the status of working hard for something was definitely still there. You know what I mean? And nowadays I feel like a lot of people get pats on the back and it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. And, you know, the sense of entitlement nowadays is so huge. And I fucking, I hate talking about it. And yeah. social acceptance and all this shit that and goes sensitivity. on. sensitivity. like so Some, some crazy, of the, some of the bro. stuff
1: that like is hurtful or like is, don't, like that stuff, te- I believe like those misfortunes, Right, like you don't lose for any other reason than you weren't ready, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, so like do more work so you're ready right, you're right? like right. like those opportunities that don't come in- regardless of your industry and like what you do um um it's like you those things hold on,
0: but I get what you're saying y- you know? know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. like good, finish um, i get I get exactly what you're saying, you know what i mean it's it's crazy it's crazy and i think that's something i was speaking about earlier today um about social acceptance because but i forget one of the we had these like little kids in the gym you know and i call them powderpuff boys but one, they're they're both wrestlers and one's got pink hair one's got blue hair and uh there i forget we were playing like old school 2000s 90s hip-hop uh-huh. and i think it was like ludicrous old like step up track came on you know what i mean yeah and like, and these little kids walk in, I always mess with them when I'm in there. I'm like, you kids will never know about this. You're always Now you're stuck with the trippy reds, little pumps, yeah. little Zans, this, that, and the third. And, and, ta- tattoo face. Yeah, ta- tattoo kids face. with tattoos. You'll never understand like good, real, old school music. And somebody says something to me he's like, "Why wow, you don't like that? I'm like, it's not the point that I don't like that. Um, it's the way these kids are growing and why they're growing. They're growing, yeah, they're making music. Do I agree with the music? Absolutely not. But social acceptance is so big right now to the point, no matter what color, gender, how many face tattoos, you need to be accepted in this world or there's something wrong with you. And I don't agree with that. I agree to be, you know, I don't judge. I accept everyone for who they are. Yeah. But when you portray a negative outcome, I do not accept that.
1: Yeah. I think like, you know, that's that's like kind of like a quest for me for this year is like, People that are negative or don't ever have a pot, like they're draining, right? Draining of energy. And I try to surround myself with people that are going to uplift my situation, Mm -hmm. right? People that are going to inspire you to be bigger, like whatever. People that are negative or hurtful or like constantly like looking to tear someone like i want friends to crush it like I, you're in the same business as me i want you to fucking do so much shit like you're, you're taking it to to another level mm-hmm. because like that pushes everyone forward you know like there's so many people that are like yo i hope he fails da, da, da. Like, like they're not even saying it like but real it's like people that are hurtful people that are not pushing it only holds everyone back it's not just one right so I think, like, putting people in your circle that are not negative is such a big deal. And, like, the acceptance thing and, like, all this, it's it's, it's crazy to me to see, like, where
0: it's, um... <coughs> well, I spoke it's, about it's that, too, you know? Like, realizing who your real friends are. Because yep. at the end of the day, you'll realize how true your friends are about halfway through your life when you start figuring out your career and mm-hmm. you start doing well and you're, you're doing your thing. But... Your friends only want you to do good. Not your friends, people. I'll rephrase that, people. They want you to do good, but they never want you to do better than them. You know what I mean? And you'll realize you're true friends when it comes to that shit. And I've went through it with fighting. I went through it in the entertainment world. You know, when when I was coming up and I was the up and coming superstar and I was a new kid to go to the UFC and I had kids hit me up all over doing interviews every other day and kids from high school. And I'm the type of person, I'm cool with everyone. If I knew you in high school, I'm going to say hello. Like, we don't have to have a relationship, but I'm going to say hello. Or if you know me for fighting, let's have a conversation. I'm I'm as real as it gets. But Mm -hmm. when I had my first loss, I realized... Who my friends really were. Well, people were either you like, know? yeah, they're and, there for you or they're not. You know yeah. what I mean? And when I won again, I saw who came back and I saw who was there. Even my real, real down-to-earth fucking friends, I saw how, like, they changed. And I don't think they changed in a bad way. They changed in, to make sure I was okay or didn't know how to, you know, confront me. You know what I mean? And and to see, you know, the true me and how I was really feeling, Bro, you know? Bro, I
1: remember the last, one of your last fights, before you got hurt, like, a little while ago you were fighting somewhere and i watched the fight on my phone cuz i had it on tv but there was a delay between real time and the fight uh-huh. but i was so like insane with like your fight um oh cuz they did they they did i don't know whatever thing i bought your fight wasn't on to later like you were fighting and it was like on later or something okay. like that whatever the 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 fucking deal was so jordan had the fight on his phone i'm watching it with like i'm watching it with justin on the couch right like justin my son jamie's there like fuck him up frankie you know it's like (laughs) we're on speakerphone andrea's like what the hell's going on over there like what are you watching i remember bro like i've always been i've always been i've always been kind of um motivated but also like inspired by like your story and getting into it and like For those that don't know, like, how did you even get into fight? Like, how did that come up? Like, because you played basketball. Like, how did that, how did fighting come around? You know what I mean? Like, it's such an interesting, like, I never, I don't know the story of, like, where it comes from. I just know, like, once it was established and then you took it somewhere. You know what I mean? Like,
0: well, fighting came for me out of nowhere. You know, I've told this story a couple times. And uh, fighting, uh, a friend of mine had tickets to a fight. Ended up, was like, yo, Frank, I can't, I can't go to these fights. You want to go? How high school's um, wrestling coach, gym teacher Todd Going was actually fighting that night. Todd and I were wrestling partners. We were supposed to go to college together. Oh, really? That's, that's the dude I Damn. mentioned earlier. So that's, that's how f- that's how we go back. Yeah, Todd's a good
1: dude. He's one of my closest friends. Oh, really? Todd's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, you he see wrestled Todd and one, Thomas one, one weight class above me. I haven't seen him in years. I go uh, and see him at the at the matches if I ever get to them. Yeah. But he went and became a college all American. You yeah. know what I mean? He's and we were a stud, supposed to go man. A packin'. And and Todd will always tell you like uh, he and I would back and forth all the time like that's where that's where I sat for a long time. That's you wild. Know, it's crazy. And then he went on with it, and I didn't.
0: Right. That's wild, bro. That's crazy. How small this world this is. You know, the, the world is so small, especially and unique with with the same friends in the same circles without even realizing it. But so I went that night, and uh, I went with my dad, and bro, it was literally from the first fight to the end. It was crazy unbelievable you know it was something that just it, it felt right and it was the same thing with you like when I mean, we went into the nightclub and mm-hmm. you fucking saw how the way music moved people and how the dj can control the atmosphere in the room just by playing a certain track it was the same thing it was like i was always a team sport player i always played baseball basketball football you know i played every single if i could play if i could be on a team for dodgeball or wiffle ball i'd be there you know soccer whatever mm-hmm but this was something that was one on one. There was nobody to worry about no but blame. myself, right? You know? No blame, and that's why I love motocross. I raised motocross for for a long time too, and so that I didn't was know the that. same thing. Yeah. yeah, that was the same thing. I love that fucking sport. Mm-hmm. But this was just something I was like, man. I always wanted to get in a box. My parents would never let me because it was too great. Ag- like it's too too fucking scared for me to get hurt or whatever. Too aggressive, whatever. They never let me wrestle. It was the same shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Until I got into it, I was. Junior in high school, I started driving, and I was like, "I'm doing this." Like, I started training. I was paying for it myself. Yeah, my dad made fun of me for like the first two or three months I was doing it until I did my, did my first tournament and did well. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Wow, you're not bad. You know, you can do well with this shit." You know, <laughs> started doing tournaments, and then it snowballed. I never thought of the UFC or you know, growing up, I was one of those kids that I wanted to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna do this." You know, I, I want to, you know, be the next thing. But then I had my first sparring session and got the shit kicked out of me, and I was like, I'm not fucking fighting. Fuck this shit, you know? I'm just do jiu-jitsu. I'm not going to get punched in the face until it slowly, you know, went full circle. And, you know, I'm 10 plus 12 years now. Dude, it's crazy. In the game, you know? I made it to the major seen, leagues. You've
1: seen... So, you've met everyone. Yeah. Met, you've met the who's who. You've mm-hmm. traveled around. It's crazy. It's and crazy. And, like... Man, like... Uh, I love the like the the ownership of it. That's like something I learned in wrestling. You know what I mean? Right. Like you got to and I feel like that's what makes things relevant in the DJ world too. It's like yo, you have a team with you, but like if you're the one playing the music, you're the one that's either fucking it up or or making, or making rim, it great. You know? Right. If you're the MC that night, you're the one that's tying it together mm. or not. Like you're the one that's responsible if people leave early or not. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like there's variables for everything, obviously, but, like, you know, everyone is different, and, like, man, that's the one thing that's, like, like, I played soccer growing up, but, like, it's always, like, you could, there's always past blame. Oh, the keeper didn't, he, he missed it, or the right. defense fucked up, or, like, this person fell down. It's always, like, da-da-da, you know, like, ownership is, like, when it's, like, you and someone else, and you're on a mat, and one of you is gonna walk off with your hand up, and one of you is gonna be, it's true li- living it you know what it's i mean true. and thinking about what happened
0: right and you're either prepared or you're not you know what i mean right and it, and it goes full circle into the entertainment world you know like the way i carry myself and the way you know i bring that confidence on uh, onto the set whether i'm djing or i'm on a mic mm-hmm. it's a, it's the same shit you know because you think about it every single weekend that we go out there mm-hmm. we meet a new group of people that don't know who the fuck we are just judging us by our setup or our look or whatever it is and we're just the schmuck behind the dj turntables they or we're the schmuck with the microphone that's what's this guy gonna make me do clap my hands or put my hands in the air yeah woohoo! watch this until we start speaking and am like oh shit yeah yeah and yeah. we capture them just in the first five minutes because like that's what I think our companies are so successful in in as far as what we do and how we separate ourselves from other because you know I would love to create some kind of brand certification not like so much like a union almost or some some kind of tier program to where we can put us and the others in different tiers to where it, we don't fucking incorporate our lives or our businesses together you know you can have those mom and pop dj company dj companies that go and do mom and pop parties you know what i mean and then you can have us it's just i think it's just the way it works because there's so much more to this industry than just speakers and furniture DJ booths and sparklers and photo booths and this, the people don't understand the work that really goes in behind the scenes as far as getting to know our bride and groom, getting to know their story, getting to know what kind of crowd they're bringing, young, old, getting to know their playlist and when to play certain songs and how to incorporate certain dedications throughout the night and really create a, 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 a an environment to where these people remember for the rest of their fucking lives it's crazy it's like you like as a wedding dj you're
1: you're the person responsible for the details the music and the entertainment for the most expensive events almost ever gonna have for themselves in their entire lives mm-hmm. like that's the impact that's numbers and right? there's no and redo like, and right there's right like a photographer you could always re-edit something video you could always recut something as long as you have the content but, like, when you're in front of that room, that's real deal. Mm-hmm. You can't re-say someone's name. You can't, right. you know, you can't be mindful of a sensitive relationship or circumstance or issue if it's present. It's present. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, Those people leave. They leave, right? Yes. Like, yes. Crazy. And crazy and with
0: my, ourselves, you know, being, you know, so high in the industry and always, you know, we're always driving ourselves let alone each other yeah. to try to be better and more creative on the mic and stuff what is and I'll tell you one of, one of my things before I'll tell you my thing after I hear yours but right. what is one thing you try to get out of every party to make sure it goes over smooth as far as how do you capture your crowd what is one thing you like to do with capturing your crowd ju- before you even get the bride and groom in the room like just your general introductions I feel like when I speak on a microphone,
1: like, first off, I want to be relatable, but the most important thing is I try to be insanely authentic because like mm-hmm. the minute you put on like a sticky voice or you sound like a douchebag or you get people to do something that they're not really interested in doing before anything happens, it really starts with like the welcome segment of the day. And when you are a real person and you have confidence and a little bit of swag, but like you're not like a du- like a dick. I feel like people respond to that really well, at least here in the Northeast, because right. I think they're overwhelmed by people that come out and they're like, "All right, so good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Like they All have right, this right. like like Dracula voice, and they come out and they're like, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Like people don't talk like that. I mean, Bruce Buffer talks like that. Michael Buffer talks like that. But like that's a show. Like that's a sh- it's 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 a different circumstance like you don't want to be a ring announcer like you want to be a host and you know that, bruce buffer
0: does weddings not to cut you off fifteen thousand. yeah is, i think what it was And you yeah. know he, he does weddings with audio recordings like he'll send your introductions to your dj no i swear to god bro you gotta look this up i on might YouTube. actually it's if fucking he does hilarious that, i might
1: do one for my mix show that, this
0: pop my podcast be like
1: let's get ready to jenna when i was in canada i
0: met him he's like oh you do weddings he's like here's my card he's like anytime you need an mc or a a recorded introduction i do them all the time and then i saw him on youtube i'm Uh, like wow this
1: is fucking cheese dude Uh, i I did one i did a wedding we had howard finkel who's like a wwe (laughs) and i it was Howard, howard he did a half hour introduction segment and like the bridal party came out themed everything was like whatever he was, was live like or was recorded live he came from Connecticut, uh. right came down this is like wwe or f hall of fame right like announcer before buffer became the thing right, right. like way back when and my man literally murdered it he was fucking awesome like really? i mean he was like a world-class in, like announcer but th- i think the difference between an announcer and like a host would be like, think more like Ryan Seacrest ability right. of like candid can, like conversation and also think of like providing direction in an assertive and charismatic way without like pushing people too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would say like my thing that I try to do at every wedding or every, any event that I ever speak on a microphone is I try to have like an authentic swagger that's like, Almost, like, inviting as opposed to p- pushing away. Right. So, like, I don't have, like, a one-way because a lot of times, like, the room might need different Right, or well, you got to right? adjust. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, it's adjust. never, like, it's never, I mean, there's a lot of, like, like, sometimes I might, like, welcome someone. I might say something and then I, like, have to repeat myself because, like, people are still in conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things I hate that MCs do is, like they start the sequence when they don't own the room. Yep. And for me, like I, when I speak, I don't speak a lot during my events, but when I do, like, like people are like, oh shit, like something's up, right. like what's it up, you know, like, a w- fucking, like where are we at? You know right. what I mean? Like what's coming up? Like, oh, something's about to happen. So like I use, I use the environment to create, The situation, so like lights come down, spotlight. As I as I'm starting to talk, the spotlights come on. Right. Like everything's done like a show because I feel like if you went to a concert, right, like it's the same thing. Right. Right. If you go to a a match, it's the same way. If you go to this, if you go, you know, someone comes out and introduces a Broadway show. There's gonna be a spotlight that comes on them. Boom. Everything gets dim. Boom. Spotlight disappears. Something happens. Right. Right. Same kind of like thing. So I like use a lot of, I would say like theater or like um production level in events but like being authentic is probably the number one thing because without it could be daylight and if you're likable like people gravitate to you your and your energy as opposed to like oh man this guy's like we're gonna have a long day you know what i mean like that kind of thing you know what i mean all people be like yo this is different it's gonna be fun like and we haven't even started yet right oh then when i get on the tables it's gonna be a little bit different you know what i mean like then we'll flex in a different way you know what i mean but like try to do that. Let me hear yours. I'm I know the way
0: I like it, it, A lot of it, it is the same way that you like to go. My biggest thing is when I show up. Well, one, when I break down my clients, I break them down to the T, man. I want to mm-hmm. know where you guys met, where you went on your yep. first date. If you even liked each other, who had spinach in their teeth, who didn't like whose family, you know, like yeah. I break them down to the T. So when I have information the day of like, we are on a whole nother level, yeah. you know, like yeah. I can't tell you how many clients I go out with to dinner still to this day just yeah. because we have such a good relationship. And yeah. it's more of a, of a friendship than a than a business, you know, uh, opportunity, you know, or doing their wedding as their DJ. You know, when I show up there, yo, Frank, what's going on? Ah, I'm fucking pumped. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I see them like, let's yeah. fucking do this, you know. But my biggest thing is I do is I try to get laughter within the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like with within my first four sentences, mm-hmm. I need people laughing. Yeah. You know, and that's when I break that. When I you make it's like something my, my boy VJ always says: you make your girl laugh, you can make her do anything. But yeah. it's absolutely right. That goes with males. Like all of a sudden, your shield that you had up, oh, that was fucking funny. Oh, this is going to be good. You it's know really what I mean? Different. Something's
1: di- like yeah. whatever. It's like however you connect to your craft, and everyone has different. Feels, different feels, mean? different
0: like, way And everyone's different. You know, I'm not gonna say every wedding I get laughs, but motherfucker, by the time this introduction is done, I guarantee you yeah, I'll have someone on the fucking floor. Yeah. 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 You're gonna be fucking laughing, it. you're gonna be up. But I do a big thing on going through cocktail hour and kind of like just steam, just checking it out, see who's yeah. wearing a crazy outfit, see who's not, you know, because then dude, I had this guy a couple of months ago at I was at the palace in Somerset. My man wore a purple velour suit looking like fucking Prince. Swag surfing. I love it. To this fucking wedding, bro. And I was dying. And I'm like, that's my good. That's my in to this crowd. There's always one in to every crowd to where they just can relate and bring you in to like the family. You know what I mean? So I had this dude. I'm doing introductions, I'm, uh, I'm introducing the team and, and how everything's going to happen, what's going to happen, boom, 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 and I go, you know what, right before we get there, there was one dude I need to highlight in this room before we go any further, and I walked right over to him, I'm like, yo, pimp. what is your name, who are, you, who are you here for, where are you from? where the hell did you get this suit? And everybody started applauding. <laughs> I was like, I need you to stand up on your chair right now and just show this bad boy off. So, so good. Bro, but that is like the different aspect that I, because when people can like, yo, this dude's cool When they can like relate to you and they're like, wow, this is fucking, this dude's real. There's no cheese. There's no yeah. bullshit. It's and not like a fucking a puppet show, you know? That matters. Yeah. You know, like right. when when I, when I do
1: a party, if someone like comes out and like, Let's say I did a party. It's different, right? Different circumstance. Dude's had way too much drink before we even get to the party mm-hmm. part of the cocktail hour. said introduction. He's like,
0: "Woo!"
1: Like you know, like almost heckling. Right. Like rather than like cower away from the dude, I like turn right to him, go right to him, be like, "Yo, man, so I can't wait to party with you." And then you become almost likable. Right. Or you want to be like. Shut the fuck up! Sit the fuck right. down! Slow down, dude! No more, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Yo, what's up, baby? Like, like you're here, we're here, we're in this together, ladies and gentlemen." Blah blah blah, you know. Right. You're like, what's your name? Tom. Give it up for Tom, ladies. Blah blah. And people are just like, "Yo." Pull that one. We just like kind of curve the energy and put it into a nice space That's you know it. what i you mean you don't
0: have to get aggressive you don't have to fucking make a scene like i did it was funny that you said woo because we just did a wedding uh not too long ago for a client and the brother was same thing a little too much to drink uh wasn't happy at all throughout the day and you know i'm doing introductions i bring him in i'm about to bring the bride and the groom in and i'm, I'm doing my little spiel whatever it is da da and i hear him in, behind me going boo boo you know and i'm like i turn around i look at him and i'm like yeah buddy we're booing let's turn those boos to woos let's go (laughs) ladies and gentlemen let's fucking rip and give it up for Mister. you know and everybody was like holy fuck you know and it's the, the 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 strength and the control we have with this microphone and music in a room full of 100 200 even 50 people is incredible and bro, we have to think on the spot. It like music it's crazy. It, it, it passes
1: through all like religions and politics and like, like, Ethnicities. Beliefs. it doesn't matter who you are, where you even your age. Like, look at the power of music on a child, right? A baby hears music and they move back and forth. Mm-hmm. Someone that's autistic hears music and they shake or they right. move animals relax, you know, like it's a powerful thing. And I don't know what it is about it specifically. But like, I'm fascinated by like, the impact of culture, right? Like, right. you said, like, you go through the cocktail hour, like, I think that one thing I have been really good at over time, and I've learned over time, I would say, is the ability to program a room because I've spent a good portion of my life, people watching, and then figuring out how I could like influence the emotion using music as the catalyst to make that happen right i mean they're gonna make you get feels because music can take you back to high school where you roll the windows down and sing that that god awful boy or girl band <laughs> track right like top of your lungs like mm-hmm. no one cares it can remind you of a relationship good or bad it could remind you of a situation a moment right? right like what'd you use like when you walk in the, the ring right so I've met, how'd you come up with that song right it's just like
0: it's, it's just a, a pop. It's bro. a feel good song. To be it honest, some kind yeah, of feeling it's for a you, good right? feel like, song. It had a great intro, and all the white people fucking love it. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. bro, that's just one song everyone loves.
1: Yeah, so it's, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like, and that becomes like a title because it comes with association, mm-hmm. right? Like, literally, we came together last Saturday night when I saw you. I'm like, Suavemente. I'm like, yes, yeah. we're Suavemente. Let's make this happen. You know what I mean? Like, Like, it, it's not, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a it's it's insane how you can relate things right to situations you know what right. i mean it's just it's, it's it's powerful man it's powerful
0: it's crazy man it's you know I, 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 that's what i love about my job you know and i don't even call it a job I, I, it's a way of life for me you know and for four or plus hours whatever it might be you know we're erasing everything that's happened in these people's life prior to showing up to this wedding and letting them party and enjoy one another, and their whoever they came with, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their Tinder date, whatever it might fucking be, to enjoy these two people and their next chapter in their life, and celebrating in a room full of two hundred that they only know maybe fifty, and just enjoying that. And we're the guys doing that shit, you know. Yeah. We're the guys forgetting about whether they have fucking. Oh, my fucking car. I got no car accident away here. Forget yeah. about it. We're going to party. Oh, I, I fucking got fired this week. Ah, oh, fuck it. We're going to party right now. We're going to forget about all that shit. Oh, Donald Trump's president. Fuck it. We're going to party right now regardless. It, it you It doesn't know? matter. Like when you're in that that four hour
1: block of time, if you can move people out of their life for that, give them the ability to release and like celebrate whatever moment it is, mm-hmm. man, like you can get people to dance to anything. You get people to do whatever, but like. If you don't remove them from that situation, they have whatever, right? Like I believe 80% of all people are touchable, like at a party. Right. There's 10% you have to win over. If you get the 80, chances are you'll get the other 10%. I believe that there's 10% of all people that are emotionally unavailable. It doesn't matter what the situation Mm -hmm. is, where you are, and that could be a loss of someone in the family. It could be they are physically sick. It's something that's impeding them from like getting to that level but if you get 90% of a party into a party that's like it's, it's still it's still an A in my book it's still yeah, an A like yeah, yeah, yeah. we still got the room you know yeah, what i mean absolutely. like some persons chairbound they don't want they're not a dancer they're going to sit on the side and look like whatever whatever the story is whatever it is like you'll never and like there are the circumstances where you get 95 or mm-hmm. 98 or 100% whatever if you go after the 80 and you work the 80, chances are you'll get the 90. Right. If you get the 90, then you can go grow from there. But it, like, it never happens like this. It's right. like, you have to tell a story. You have to be compelling. You have to be authentic. You have to be charismatic. You have to be unique and you have to be relative to that world, right? It has to be like real for that couple or that situation or that event or that company or that whatever. You know what I mean? Right,
0: right. No, for sure. And, and it- I think that's where… I get lucky and fortunate to win a lot of crowds over is because when I tell their story, they're like, "Oh fuck, this guy knows this guy knows about Denise and John." You know what I mean? But what I can't stand from weddings, man, and it's 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 something that I feel like it'll never change. It's just gonna happen. You're just gonna have those fucking people there. You know. It's those fucking people that come to just sit and eat, bro, or just sit down the whole time. No matter, bro, you can have, there'll be 200 people there. You can have 197 people dancing, but these three people are young, they're together, you know, and, and just they're comfortable. And they're, yeah. Yo, like, and this is my baby. We're
1: getting married in two years. And we're going to eat everything that yeah. we can. Yeah, and in not our body. get
0: up and not just like, yeah. I'm like, the only thing I say about people that go to a wedding, this shit's not about you. Yeah, This is not a fucking about you. Not even the slightest bit. You wore your suit. She got her hair did. She wore the fucking dress. You guys showed up on time. The only two other things you have to do is fucking drink and party. You don't even have to eat the fucking food. That's it. I think, like,
1: man, you know, that kind of spins off into the fitness part of this podcast, right? Like, (laughs) I can spin that over that way. Like... (laughs) Uh, uh, obesity and laziness and like well, I, I shouldn't say that that's not fair I should say laziness and like that's something that's like controllable right like some people have the ability have just issues that you know might ha- hurt them from from doing this or doing that but like coming with the mind right I think is really important and and, and I think like that impacts the overall wedding in a positive way when people come in and then they're just like they're like legit just like soaking up whatever they can right and they're going to be criticizing every little detail or or judging Mm -hmm. every detail they're not like letting go it's like they're not allowing the story to involve them right you know that that's it's like a hard situation and there's always that you know like I hate the people like I shouldn't say I hate the people. I never hate the people, but like never I, hate the people, I hate when right. people give me their phone and they're like, Yo, can you play this? Right, 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 right. And I'm like, yo, I take your phone, I put it right down. Like, thanks for the thanks for returning that. <laughs> and I'll give it to the proper owner. And they're yeah. like, wait, 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 I want you to play that song. You got that song? And I'm like, I just played it like twice. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like And and you're right. It's not that I hate the people, I just don't understand and, and God, fitness or whatever they're going through, I get that. Or they're not just, they're not the type of people that dance. Yeah. You know what I tell you? Get the fuck up and go stand by the bar or go have a conversation with somebody. You don't have to be on the dance floor. I'm not looking for you to do backflips. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But what I want you to do is actually enjoy what the fuck's happening because you obviously can't enjoy it by yourself at your fucking table when the 10 people at the table and you're the only two people still sitting down. So you're telling me you came out on a Saturday night to sit down at some fucking party and watch That's people? Great. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Couch, like, yeah. Around, don't come. Socialize. They yeah. just spent $200 to have you here. 400 really, with your date. Just go yeah. stand by the bar. Yeah. yeah just yeah. stand there. That you know what I mean? Eat $400 worth of food. Come hang out with me. Why yeah. don't you come back here? Yeah. Why yeah, don't I, I yeah. teach you how to DJ? You know it. what I mean? I fucking do something. I just That's one thing I can't. I can't stand, bro. I can't. And that just, you know... As entertainers, we grow, we, we do our thing, but you just can't win everyone over, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard. Just, it's I mean, so
1: hard. To get that 100% mark, that's like, man, that it takes some magical stuff, you yeah. know, like, and, and it's not an ability thing a lot of times because there's situations that are outside of your world. I did a wedding earlier this year, um, and sadly, the groom's father passed away the night before the wedding,
0: oh. and
1: that's like... Probably one of the most I've had like some serious shit go down at my events over over time, and um, let's get a little feedback from the phone. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, um, I've had some serious stuff happen over time at my events, but that was something that literally like it disturbed me going into this wedding. I <laughs> was just like, yo, how am I gonna do like, how am I gonna do this? The dude was super cool, but they were a little bit older. Um, in law enforcement, so like sometimes those are challenging parties because people don't sometimes let go. Mm. Um, just tough stuff, you know what I yeah. mean. And uh, long story short, like I was able to get most of the room into the party. Like right. most, like I don't know percentage wise, but I had like the dance floor full. I had the groom and the bride like in the party the whole time.
0: Right.
1: And like, man, it was like it was a challenge because like you have to even look at like the wording of songs mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like, you know, things like, like a give me everything, right? Because tonight, but like, you know, don't know about tomorrow because tonight, like, tonight, you know, right, like, right, right. like you're just thinking about, like, implied meaning or something like that. And, like, bro, you don't, it's like you don't even, you don't realize, like, how precious time is. And, like, if you have the ability to celebrate with someone, like, I'm someone that's, like, the enabler, man. Like, just let loose, have fun do whatever but we sometimes get put in these situations that are like i'm not really sure how this is going to go down it's going to go down two ways it's either going to like be a smash or it's going to be like just okay you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. because of whatever external thing that's happened yeah and like someone that's been around for a little bit knows how to like kind of like almost dance through very uncomfortable situations that's something that i think like over time, in whatever industry you're in, like you pick up, right? It's not, like when things are good, that's easy. Like what happens when things go wrong? Absolutely. That's the stuff that like, I did a wedding like a couple years ago and there's some people from like one of the New York radio stations that were there and uh, I had like a touring, like a world touring DJ like supporting my event. He was there, he was here and he was like, I just wanna come and I'm like, yo dude, you can help me get through intros, like do all this stuff, we're gonna do some pictures and all this stuff. So we're doing intros and at that time I was using CDJs and the CDJ locked up on the intros. And I'm on the other side of the dance floor, it's the grand Marquis. And I got like people running in the room and I'm like thinking like like you don't have the ability to like correct it like that second. So I'm like, whatever I do to get ourselves through that, clap those hands, come on, we're not letting, they're, they're, I still hear the beat, do you hear the beat? Let's make the beat, you know, like uh. blah, blah blah Like People are still like walking in and I'm like, and like literally this dude who plays and like, you know, 5,000 person plus events like regularly is looking at me with like cat eyes like standing straight up like white almost like uh, oh shit like what the fuck God. you know and I just like simply like walk right behind them I like press forward press rewind press play and the song started and I like didn't even like lose a step on my announcements I was like I didn't lose a stride of like my walk I was like I walked around the dance floor bah, 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 come on I hear you, I hear you, da, 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 you know, like just thinking on my feet, boom, music came on, and he just looked at me like, <clears throat> you know, like, but that's the kind of stuff that, like, in this world, like carries you when things go really wrong. It's like, right. like crisis management, you know, like that's the, that's some of those like anxiety moments where like I thrive on that. I hate that stuff, but I thrive on that stuff right, too right. because that's the, that's what like really differentiates someone that's been in it versus someone that just like,
0: yeah, shows It shows your you know time what I mean? behind the wheel just, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: And like same thing. It's like you related to fight, you know, we keep talking about fighting, but like you related to fighting, you get caught in something like those painful hours that you spent, like, in an uncomfortable position, like learning how to defend yeah. yourself and like breaking your arm or whatever, like that's the shit that's going to like get you through that one, that like 30 seconds of pure misery to get you out of that situation when then you come back and you beat the shit out of someone and win the match. Right, you know what right. I mean? Or in, in wrestling, So you get hurt, you're down, that keeps you from getting pinned or whatever and it's like you it get you to the next round where like you come back and you win, you know? Right, right. It's like you never, you know, time behind the wheel, right? Like it's true, it's, it's true, it's, it's, and it's, it's it.
0: and as we grow, I mean, I feel like the better that you get as an entertainer, regardless if you're just a DJ or just an MC or both, you know, you run into these things. You know, I've had, I did a wedding last year in Florida where the, the they didn't know they moved the wedding up because they didn't know if the dad was gonna make it. Yeah. you know, and he was fucked up in there yeah. on cancer, and you know, I had to do an introduction with him, and 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 praise the night, you know, and do an outro for him when he was leaving the room. They wanted him to do an outro and, bro, the the party was a fucking 12, you know what I mean? It was really good and I've done where the groom didn't have a mom and he danced with both his sisters and uh, it it was just crazy, you know, but that's where you really fucking tie your boots up nice and tight, you fucking slick back your hair, you grab that mic and it's like, this shit ain't about these people, this shit ain't about me, this is just about... This special individual and trying to praise them and bring this night together for not only the person that's either about to not be with us or the person that's not with us in remembrance in celebration with this special couple you know what i mean i just
1: i did this party like it was a little bit ago um like within the month of the wedding, the groom found out his mom had stage four cancer that was like literally through her whole body, mm. right? No clue, no symptoms, no anything, wasn't feeling good, had a temperature, went in, found out like she's got like three months or less to live. We did this thing called custom audio production here where we had his the groom like deliver her a message. And um, at that point in time, the bride, the groom, and the dad her partner were the only people that knew of the and us. So like, here we are creating this like magical moment Mm. where this groom like just basically like was thanking her for being the woman that she is and that he is only the person he's become because of like what she's invested into him. Right. And like to see the whole room, like embrace that love, not knowing the complications of the situation that they are now whatever it's like an emotional thing that like man like you become part of these people's like store like you become part of that story you know what i mean like and like you can't help to have feelings you know what i mean as a human you're like like what if this was this or what if that was this and this could happen to anyone at any time you know what i mean like what the fuck man like we get to be part of some really interesting and very complex situations and then also like the joys of life right like winning this or doing that or like that perfect family with that high school sweetheart story like whatever you know what i mean like parents have been married for 45 years and here we are and like my grandparents are still married and they're here on both it's like everyone's it's like the perfect like right, right. picket house like right. family and like you do all these different extremes it's like it's crazy man it's crazy we, could write, we can talk about stories all damn day i tell yeah. you that we could definitely do that we
0: definitely see some shit every single weekend it's man. Crazy, it's, man. it's fucking crazy but i love it you know because i learn every single weekend from small events to great uh, big events you know i learn and I think I learn about myself a lot at a lot of these events and and realize like, you know, or somebody calls me a fucking dickhead in the back, you know, and how I handle that. Or somebody praises me and how I handle that, you know, and as an entertainer, as a man, as a fighter, as Frankie Perez, I learn every single weekend about myself from each and every event because they're all different, you know?
1: You know, it's funny, like uh, as a business owner and as like a performer, I think like like, i've gone through like a lot of different things really good really bad but like the one thing i can say is like you really become a, a student of culture mm-hmm. and like the intention of like people which like true colors always present themselves like there's like life lessons that like you know that are like childhood lessons that you are taught that like apply and are so very real right. like as you get older And the longer I think you're in a very cutthroat business, because this industry is incredibly aggressive at certain points, and people can be almost unethical or unfair, just like any other business, right? right? But it's it's a little bit intense in the Northeast. And for those that are not familiar with the Northeast, like the Northeast, in my opinion, is probably the most um, (laughs) saturated, competitive. (laughs) competitive, and also has like some of the highest ticket events like in the entire universe in terms of like what people invest for certain occasions and how extreme things can be and how can you one up the next one. And you know, like it, it's, it's, it's insane to me. And like,
0: but if you can make it here, bro, you can make it anywhere like you in the world. Take, and
1: you take these life lessons with you, and You can apply them to any industry at any time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, I'm all about long game with people, man. It's all about relationships and how do I like, how do I build something that's sustainable? You know what I mean? Like I don't want to work, I want you to be my friend and let's like go through this journey together. You know what I'm saying? And like what you said before, I think is very real. Like I think people and personalities with similar mindsets attract each other to each other. Absolutely. You know, I feel like the laws of attraction come into play in every facet of the world, but like people at a certain level start to gravitate towards one another. And there's almost like an unspoken bond that a lot of people have. And it's like, doesn't matter about this or that. It's like, you know, like it's we're, respect, we're, bro. It's like, it's like, we're all in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like you,
0: you listen, you and I are not close, you know, yeah. even though we live, we live close. Which but, we should literally,
1: Frankie lives around the corner from Yeah, me. Like, We should be hitting the gym. Like,
0: yeah, like, we should kind of hit stuff. the gym, fucking whatever. Yeah. Hang out in the summer, doing around the pool, whatever you want to do, bro. Seriously, but, yeah. We've known of each other for quite a long time, and yep. you know you're doing your thing on your end. I'm doing my thing, and it, it there's no never really been communication besides what maybe a year ago, a yeah. year and a half yeah. ago. We you know what I mean?
1: For a little bit, and we're just like, yo, we gotta figure this out. Just figure bro, it like, out, like,
0: you know. But that's what I love is because you know you're driving me to be better and to grow, and and vice versa, and and that's where the competitiveness works in a positive way on both ends to where at the end of the day we both want to be the best we both want to grow we want to both want to be creative we both want to be known as ogs and legends in the world you know what i mean right and,
1: and all this came about because like you know like frankie started his podcast he's like yo i want you to put me on podcast." i'm like i'm like yo i want to be i want you to be on my podcast so like we're going to put this on frankie's podcast i'm going to reshare it on my podcast and if you're following my podcast listen to this and you want to follow frankie's Tell them how to find your stuff, Frank. Do that real quick. Let's shout
0: out the podcast. Oh, the podcast world. You find me on Anchor, but realistically, you can find me on iTunes and Spotify at Frankie and the four, number four, F's, apostrophe S, F, the letter F, apostrophe S, Frankie and the four F's, iTunes, any podcast um, outlet out there, you know, whatever it is, it's but most of the time, it's Spotify and iTunes. The whatever. evolving podcast. The evolving Outlet, podcast. Right? It's like it's yeah. crazy. Where's your respect. Where's your podcast?
1: Tell everybody. Um. So my podcast. Um. You can just get it by searching my name. All the handles are at Jason Jani. So that's J A S O N J A N I. Not Yanni. Not Jani. It's fucking Jani. Um, <laughs> so you could just search uh, Jason Jani on iTunes, Spotify. Um, I use a platform called Simplecast, but I push it everywhere. I think it's on Google uh, now, too. There's, I'm always pushing my content. Um, that's both spoken and the mix uh, content. Mix content is like my mix show. I do like a weekly radio show that's uh, syndicated on a bunch of different stations and also like is now on some... Like global apps like Fit Radio and a number. of Yeah, you're blowing up, bro.
0: On Spotify and shit. I see. I see what you're doing, bro. Yeah, we're
1: we're trying to make some magic happen, man. And then that plays well with my like my remix world Mm because I'm able to break a lot of my remix edits on my radio show just because like I used to do radio like 10 years ago, but as this company started to grow, like that that's like one of the lowest common denominators on my like kind of like or I guess lowest fruit on the pole, whatever it was one of the things i had to like kind of give up after working my ass off to get to where i was at the time right. and i had like some really good rotation spots but it is what it is now here i am here i am later you know years later and i've like rekindled it and man it's been it's been awesome to see the, like the reach i think like last month i had a little over 500,000 listens uh, spins up, just bro. on 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 fit radio's platform that's sick never mind like SoundCloud or MixCloud, or yeah, other yeah, 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 stuff, Spotify, you know. So, so in, in
0: in twenty plus years, what's one common denominator? One thing that you that made Jason Jani work and tick and create and be the mogul that you are right now? Because that's just, uh, essentially where you're going, you know, is being this industry's mogul. You know, um, what is one thing that worked for you? I I
1: would say like or working. I, I would say like never never getting comfortable, right? We talked about that a little bit, always Mm -hmm. like doing the work. I, I would say that's like the thing that I would like to lay down and inspire people to never settle. If you're in a situation or at a job that you're not really, you think you can go further, like don't listen to everyone. I tattooed the word fucking believe on my arm because like everyone told me this was gonna be like the worst decision of my life. I left a very successful path in the engineering world to focus on starting my own business when i was almost 30 years old it was like a complete reset people were like what the hell are you doing like you're you're on the track for what most people strive for their entire Mm. life you know and i was like that's not good enough for me like i want i i just want to feel fulfilled you know what i mean right so i would say like don't chase the dollar chase the dream and like not just chase the dream like do the work to get you there if you want something you have to work and outwork everyone else that's that's on that same path. So if if you see someone doing something, you have to like look at their mannerisms and figure out how you can put more time in the chair to achieve, to get yourself either on the same level or beyond that level. Um, For like my legacy, I I don't know where this is going to go. Like my business now has a ton of performing talent. We're still growing our team. We just picked up a bunch of new people like over the past couple of months. Um, I look at, the company evolving to a national level talent agency and media agency in the future that's Mm -hmm. like where i see i feel like we we have a very dynamic team in, in in place to kind of create content to curate content and also like a savvy eye that is that comes from the entertainment space not like a marketing angle that's just very different so like experiential um entertainment um experiential creation right like walking into a restaurant figuring out what the mood should be helping people like design their stuff there's right. a lot of different avenues um that this can go into um i don't know where the legacy will be uh, other than just like hard work that's like what in the future i would look i want my kids to like remember of me let my dad like work really hard like we had a good life and my dad like made that for us you know right, what i mean right, right. And, and when he was with us he he did everything he can to To be the best they can i mean that's all you can ask of anyone is like be a good human like in every way shape and form and like the rest as long as you're a good human like the Mm. rest of it figures itself out like karma always figures itself back and and those that 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 are owed something good or bad it'll be served to them when the time is right Right. you know what i mean like it's the way the world works you know
0: that's it people don't be don't settle Be a good person. Never
1: fucking settle. Never settle. And if you love what
0: you do, figure out how to grow further into that venture career, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, don't be afraid to take risks. And, like, a calculated risk is better than, like, not going for it at all. Like, when I think back to, like, my decision, like, I look back and I'm like, yo, this is ballsy. But, like, I didn't want to wake up 20 years later when I'm 50 being like, what if? if? Because, like, you don't ever get that chance to do it. And Mm -hmm. even if I failed, like, you can learn. Like, enjoy the journey and all right. like all the things good and bad, because that's what you learn from. And like the bad it, things that happen to you like, or the doors that don't open, they just make you work harder to get right. there. And like, like once you, I think understand that it's like, yeah, like things start to make a little bit more sense. Cause absolutely it kind of put it in perspective. You and, know and, what I mean? and
0: for all you people out there that are rolling your eyes and going, Oh, it's so easy for people to say, uh, go for it, take a risk for a successful person. No people, we're not it, it's not that point. What the point is is if you don't like where you're at in your life, write down exactly what you want to do, figure out the schematics and where you want to go and just fucking go for it. Just
1: start working like yeah. you, like Gary V talks about you could it's never been easier to do it and it's it's hard. Everything is anything that you want is going to require sacrifice right like, right, right. sacrifice
0: uh, whatever like, you don't go out for the next six months you go you know what i mean you got a fucking meal prep out. or you, figure you you'll figure it out if you want to do something that you genuinely love and you have a, an actual desire to be a part of you'll fucking figure it out i hate people that settle for the normal nine to fives and that's cool that's fine but listen it, it, another thing where it seems to it's never too late it's never fucking too late 20, 25, 30, 40, 45, 50. Man, I said this once on the podcast and I'll say it again. Sam Walton was 44 years old when he started Walmart. 44 years old. And look where the fucking shit is. It's a multi-billion dollar company. You know what I mean? So I love the fact that you said that. And don't chase the dollar, chase the dream. Money will always come regardless whether you want it to or not. And you're always spending on something whether you want to or not, whether it's a bill or it's a vacation or it's something. So, um, and that's the second day I heard that, you know, and that's the second day I heard that I was uh, real. I, yeah. Real it's real stuff. shit, man. Yeah. So, um, I know you got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got shit to do. You got shit to do. You're, you got to make a mix, a podcast, a, uh, go open up a new fucking business i don't <laughs> fucking <know whatever>. uh, <laughs> get to la fitness bro need i to can't do.
1: even i'm just pumped that we could like spend some time together I, yeah it's bro it's like just a big deal man yeah
0: like, me, and i could sit down like, let's grab a beer let's sit down no bullshit around and just i love it just man. chill bro you know it's i
1: love it i want to try to play out with you somewhere that's what i want let's do. fucking do, do like, it somewhere next
0: time at river rock there. let me know yeah yeah. Let me know. We'll are, fucking replace. Are you that fight
1: in two weeks? You going up to? You going up to? Probably,
0: no, game. bro. I don't go to fights unless I have to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that guy, bro. I don't like dealing with people. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless I go like my boy Corey's or one of my teammates' fights that are there. Yeah. Like, yo, I need you to come. I'll go. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't go to fights. Where, where
1: are you training now, if <laughs> Ricardo Mendes? Yeah,
0: down in Hamilton still. You yeah. know, and yeah. I think next month I get to get back into like jujitsu and shit. So yeah. It's Today cool. I'm gonna hit pads for the first time, and since my surgery yeah so if any guys were wondering about my acl surgery we're all good we're uh about 11 weeks uh post-op feeling great actually the doctor gave me the okay to fight in may or june so that's what we're working to right now but still taking our time still following our protocol so just a a quick update on that i'm in no pain no nothing uh this shit let me tell you something. Everyone told me something negative about this shit. It was the biggest bullshit that anybody has ever told me. Is that right? I, bro, I was never in any pain. I was never in any nothing. I was in uncomfortable situations, yes, but this was not the end of the world for me. And I, I'll say it again. This is a blessing in disguise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was able to start my podcast. I was able to get my website done. I was able yeah. to you know, hit different outlets that I've been trying, that I've been talking about, talking about, but I've been so busy to, to, to get done. There's not enough hours in the day, as you know. Yeah, And now i now that i got my feet back under me and i'm able to start hitting this shit hard and really start fucking being the 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 the, the frankie Perez that i know i can be in this fucking entertainment world and and life period so um i love it man yeah I baby love it. so again thanks for coming on bro i appreciate, I appreciate it Appreciate you dude this is this has been awesome
1: man. and i and i hope to uh I hope they get some feedback on this yeah. this, this And this whole is this thing, is gonna be pa-
0: part one. Usually my podcasts are like two to three hours too. So is that right? Yeah, bro. We, so we gotta we, we gotta we, what's it called? We this gotta, is part one. We're
1: gonna do the second part in video form.
0: Yeah. So, so we'll do yeah, we'll do that. 12. We'll do that. With some proper twelve. With some proper twelve. <laughs> we'll do that. Part two is, is coming a video. Guys, episode nine was an absolute best. Jay, thank you so much uh for bringing us I to the headquarters, you. the SE headquarters. Yeah, man um if you guys don't know you want to give yourself a little plug jason Jani. go ahead give him um a segue. so uh,
1: at jason Jani instagram that's like the best thing uh, at i am jason Jani on facebook and then sce um would love some love there if you don't mind that would be at sce event group or se event com. that's the uh the uh private event um company so that's it that's it and then of course like spotify all that spotify itunes at jason I.
0: just jason I everywhere yeah, baby, everywhere. Baby, everywhere baby 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 he shoves his name in everyone's everywhere. mouth regardless stickers regardless stickers jump wherever. on board let me serve you some content yeah <laughs> um but thank you guys so much we hope you guys enjoyed this one this is part one of jason I we're yeah. gonna come back video form for part two remember Share this, like it, send me some feedback, Uh, DM me some feedback. If you know me, text me, whatever it is, throw it up on Anchor, or you guys can email me at frankieperez.o.perez with two Zs at Gmail. Send me some feedback, let me know what you guys are thinking. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, remember, stay smiling, stay positive, stay happy, baby. See you guys next time. Peace. Only podcast giving you the latest news
1: on famous people fighting females and fear is Frankie in the 4X. Frankie in the 4X.
0: Frankie in the 4 You're never gonna forget. Ciao.